I did a podcast today, I was a guest on another podcast, and they asked me what were three things that I did that helped keep me, you know, chugging along in my maximum level of coriness. And they didn't phrase it like that, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> um, but I wanted to share it with you today, you know, here, because I feel like it was... Um, it, it resonated, you know, it resonated and uh, it made sense. And, you know, so the first thing is staying focused. You know, it's really important to me to stay focused because, you know, there's so much distraction in life, whether it be coming from inside of our own heads or from outside in the world. You know, there are always things to do. There's always distractions in the narratives and the stories in our minds pulling us in various which ways. There's distractions in life and just the digital era of, of course, having just our nervous systems blasted with uh, constant algorithmic heat-seeking missiles at all times. And so it can make it very easy to just have your attention pulled in all these different directions and to just become exhausted by that and ultimately to do what you can to just kind of keep everything going as far as keeping the bills paid, trying to enjoy yourself a little bit and keep your head above water, you know. But to me, like really staying focused and being intentional about it is really valuable because it makes it to where you don't lose sight of what's what your goals are and what's actually important in your life. You know, because as I said, it's easy to get just drawn into kind of the mundane and the everyday. But staying focused and intentionally like just sitting back and taking a minute to be, okay, what am I doing? Like what how am I using my energy and Am I applying it towards the things I want to move forward and to kind of keep pushing ahead in my life? Am I managing my time and am I choosing to use my energy on the things that will matter to me in a year or in five years as opposed to the things that seem to matter just in the, the moment for a few seconds? And being clear about that is, is just really, really useful. And it helps you, you know, even if you have to write it down, you know, writing down what are the things that you want to make sure that you're working on, you know, setting it on your desk or whatever, just making sure that you've got those things there so you see them, they remind you to put energy into that and to stay focused on those things that you know are important to you. You know, in terms of focus in a, in a broader scale, um, if you have trouble focusing in general, I suggest you know, building that focus. And that's a beautiful thing about it is that it's a cultivated skill. It's not something that you either have or you don't. You, know, you have to put some effort in it and be a little patient, but over time your focus will strengthen and you'll be able to really think about these things that I was just talking about if you have trouble doing that now. So one method I would suggest to focus is to even something as simple as reading. You know, turning off all the distractions, turning off the phone, or not turning it off, but putting it away, putting it in a drawer, turning off the laptop, turning off the music. And if you just get a book, and I would say don't read on your phone, 
but just get an actual book and just read it without anything else for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And if you do that every day, then it's not about the reading. What happens is that your brain is focused on one single objective and everyone can read, I mean, relatively speaking. And so it's an easy task. So your brain is focused on a singular objective for an extended period of time. And what that does is it starts to rewire your nervous system, rewires the neuroplasticity and the neural networks in your brain, and it begins to build this pathway of being able to stay locked into one thing and focused on one thing for an extended period of time. And like anything, you can push that forward as much as you want in terms of like read for half an hour a day and you'll find that your focus gets even stronger whenever you're thinking about things or having conversations with people. And if you want to kill two birds with one stone, I would suggest you could meditate while focusing at the same time. And that looks like you know an easy practice I've shared before in the past, which is just closing your eyes and relaxing and just focusing on your breath and your chest moving in and out as you inhale and exhale. And then mentally, say, rising, falling, sitting. Whenever you breathe in, breathe out, and then the space in between breaths. So you're sitting there, eyes closed, just relaxed and breathing, focusing on your chest, and either out loud or in your mind, going, rising, falling, sitting. Rising, falling, sitting. Very easy. Even if you do that for five or ten minutes a day, you'll find that you, of course, become less anxious and you feel more grounded because you are meditating, but also that your focus strengthens because you're practicing it actively. This episode is sponsored by Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the trips to the grocery store or the prep work. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more, plus 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your new year. Factor is a great way to skip the overpriced takeout trap. Like if you ever add up how much you spend on DoorDash or Uber Eats or something like that in a month, it is really mind-blowing. And Factor is cheaper than that and way, way more delicious. You could take these chef-crafted meals, heat them up in two minutes, and you are ready to go. They also have a lot of incredible add-ons, like protein shakes, smoothies, wellness shots, and things like that, so that you can eat well, be well, and get on to doing more of what you want to be doing instead of worrying about getting your meals together. So right now, head on over to factormeals.com slash hitme50, Use the code HITME50 to get 50% off. That's code HITME50, H-I-T-M-E-5-0 at factormails.com slash HITME50 to get 50% off. Now moving on to the next thing is 
being present. I mean, being present, you know, of course, that flows in from the focus. That's the next gradual step. And staying present is really important to me because the richness and the abundance of just being alive is often lost on us because we kind of fritter our minds away by getting caught up into the momentum of distraction and the momentum of doing. And if you think back to a time whenever you felt completely relaxed and open and just the abundance and the richness of all of your senses and your awareness was turned up all the way and you felt safe and you felt settled into your skin and your body and all felt well, you felt almost like tuned in to the space around you, like you were a part of being in total. That feeling is always available to you. Like whenever you get pulled out of that and you get distracted and you get tense and anxious and you start, you know, worrying about other things, that space doesn't go anywhere. It's just chilling. It's just waiting. It's like saying that like drunkenness vanishes. It's like, no, it's there. You just have to drink and then your mind will get into that space and you'll become drunk. That space is available. You just aren't doing what you need to do to get into it. Same thing with this. It's like you can go back into the space of presence. You just have to do what you need to do to get there. And staying in that space is valuable because it makes you know, me anyway feel gratitude. It makes me feel a clarity of mind. It makes me make better choices. And it, when you're in the present, you're closer to the true nature of reality. And so the decisions that you make are more effective. Because if you're lost in the narrative of your mind, you're making decisions that are touching fantasy. Because they aren't rooted and related to something closer to the objective reality. But if you're present, then you are closer to what's real and therefore your actions have a bigger impact. And that leads me to the third thing, which is curiosity. And curiosity is very important because I feel like, well, I don't feel like it, it's a fact that whenever the human mind gets used to something, it's the first time it, it kind of grocks something. It just decides that that's kind of, it knows all about a thing. So if you, for example, if you, you know, read a Wikipedia, the, the first sentence of Wikipedia about something, you're like, okay, I know what that's all about now. Your mind just decides, like, okay, cool, I know, I know what chemical engineering is now because I read the first sentence. It's like you have no idea what it is, absolutely no idea. You just have this incredibly superficial placeholder that your mind has decided like, yep, yeah, I know what that is. But you, you compare that amount of knowledge versus someone who has a, you know, a, a PhD in chemical engineering, obviously this other person knows a world of information that you have no idea about. But yet we get the feeling, like the sense that we know about it. And that goes for all things. It goes with concepts, with what other people are like, with what foods are like, with like what we're like. So suspending that 
natural mechanism of assuming that we just know, you know what things are like, in quotes, is super valuable because it allows us to get deeper, to revisit, and to think more clearly about our own experience and to enjoy things more deeply. You know, it's like if you can hold on to that, it takes a little bit of practice, but if you can hold on to that curiosity and just live in that, then one thing, everything is kind of a bonus in life, but it helps you think in incredibly rich and broad ways. It keeps things fresh. It keeps you always exploring and understanding yourself and the world more deeply. You know, it's like if you pour a glass of wine from a new bottle that you haven't had before and you have that first sip, you have this anticipation and this, uh, you know, curiosity and this presence with you. Like, ooh, let's see what this is like. You're focused on it. You take a sip and then you think, oh, I taste this. I taste this. Do I like this? Yeah, this is a pretty good one. But then three glasses later, you're just on your phone drinking it. You're not even thinking about it. But what if you were to retain that same level of interest and curiosity every time you approach a sip, the next sip of the wine? And sorry if you don't drink alcohol if you're listening to this, but you get the point. Replace it with coffee. Replace it with tea, with whatever you like. You know, if you keep that state of mind of openness and curiosity, you'll see that every time you go back to sip that wine, it's a different wine. But that just translates right over to life. If you stay curious every time you think about anything, it's a new experience. And it's true because it's a new moment and you've changed and what you're thinking about has changed and your relational context for how you're thinking about things have changed. And that helps you get you know, not only a, a deep, rich, fresh experience in your life, but it keeps you evolving, it keeps you growing, it keeps you from relaxing and into this idea that you're finished and that everything's are quote unquote locked into how they are and that you have no say in making things more of how you want them to be.